0: Well, hey, uh, welcome to 2717. Uh, it's Merritt Vaughn again. Uh, if it's your first time, welcome. Uh, if you're coming back for round two or round three, whatever that hap- happens to be, w- welcome back. Listen, we are um, iron sharpening iron as one man and one w- woman strengthens another. Uh, we want to help people. That's That's the reason we're doing this. So if you can give us a like, awesome. Facebook, YouTube, wherever you're finding us right now, uh if you give if you share this um because maybe there's somebody you know that that might benefit from whatever we're talking about uh that's even better um but we're doing this for one reason to help people so welcome back uh i want to welcome my, my buddy talon talon duncan uh this, he is our podcast producer yep. um today you're uh you're part of the personality man Let's so, go. so welcome I'm excited. Glad to have you, brother. This is going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. So our topic today is the power of a decision, and um, you know, a lot to talk about. And um, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to unpacking this with you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the ball your direction, and I'm gonna let you kind of take us from here, Talon. Absolutely, awesome. So just like Mister Merritt said, we're gonna be going through unpacking
1: um, a decision and. There's a lot of great stuff on here, stuff that, you know, I didn't really get the opportunity to talk to a mentor about. Sure. You know. Uh, you know, just just from the fact, you know, my my parents were split up, that whole thing. And so I didn't get the kind of mentorship that I had hoped. Uh now, luckily through some of the just how God works. I had some men in my life who helped guide me along, but I'm really looking forward to hearing, you know, what you have to say about um your decision-making process and you know the notes that you've got here sure how you've unpacked that whole thing
0: yeah so. me too absolutely looking yeah. forward to it let's, um, do it. let's yeah. jump
1: in uh, so let's just jump into this uh number one right here what is a decision
0: well you know i maybe there's a lot of ways to define a decision but i think a, a decision is uh it's a conclusion or an outcome of a thought process um, i think a, a a decision starts with a question Right. Um, and maybe an example could be, uh, I want to lose some weight. H- how can I lose weight? Mm. How can I become more fit? Um, that could lead to certain decisions, conclusions, or uh, I want my marriage to be more, more passionate and I want us to be closer. So what are some, you know, what, what would be based on that question of how can my marriage be more intimate and be, be, we could be closer? Mm. Uh, What are some decisions I can make as a result of that. So, Talon, I think that um, uh, whether we know it or not, a a decision comes from a question. Now, I will say this, and I think this is really important as we kick this off. The better the question, the healthier the question, Mm -hmm. the better opportunity for a good decision. Sometimes we question out of a pain, a past hurt, a a perceived uh, situation that may not be real Mm. because of past pains and past hurts that we haven't processed correctly. So I will say that as we're forming questions, um, um, the the people that I mentor with, my mentors, one of the main things that we do is unpack the why, unpack the question, you know, um, so why do you like I might come to a mentor and say, Hey, I've got an opportunity to buy another business. Okay. And I'm thinking, let's let's talk about the decisions I need to make to move forward to make this a good process, make a good deal, get all my, my resources in line, do all that. So what does that look like? And they may take it a step further back and say, Okay, Why do you think you need to buy the business? Mm. Where's Pam at on the deal? Yeah. Um, Are you sure this is really what God's calling you to do? So a good mentor can help you take some steps backwards. Yeah. So that as you unpack that, you're, you know, uh, because we all run with blind spots.
1: Right, right, right. Almost got like a picture of like a topographic view. That mentor is helping you get out of the driver's seat and say, all right, let's look at Assess how everything else is looking around it. Yeah, you know, before you make some type of decision that you haven't, you know, because if you, if if we're going like with a car analogy, if you say like, oh, I'm thinking I should turn left over here, but if you take a topographic view and see that that's a dead end over there, a good mentor would help you point that out before you make that turn and end up, yeah, dead end middle of nowhere.
0: Yeah, and 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 can. Um you know, they they reframe the question so that maybe the decision that you're making um, isn't even the decision that you came to them with. In other words, you're thinking, you know, I need you to help me down this path. And to your point, they're going, well, do you even need to go down that path? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, because. Um, you know we can get into a lot of different things but but you know ultimately right now in my life i do my best to say is this leading me toward the man that god has called me to be so when i reach the end of my life which none of us know when that's going to be right but you know it's i i believe right my expectation it's it's down the road a little bit i'm right. 55 i seem to be in relatively good health i think i'm actually in very good health um i think it's down the road yeah so um, if something doesn't happen unforeseen then 20 30 40 years down the road whatever that looks like when i reach that proverbial end of the road for this life have i accomplished the things that god's called me to accomplish Mm -hmm. and you know if 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 i don't have a mentor or somebody to help me down that path i've got i've got i've got a coach i've got a professional coach i have a professional counselor and i have mentors so I have two people that I pay to try to help keep me on track. That you're investing into. That I'm in, yeah. big time. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, and I would just I would suggest to anybody listening to this. If you want to accelerate your growth, and you want to get further down the road faster, if you want to condense a decade into a couple of years, you can't do it without a coach. Yeah. And um, and all there, there's a lot of wonderful mentors out there but if you get a high high quality coach that that's going to cost a fair amount of money um they're going to help you down the road faster yeah absolutely yeah absolutely
1: i love what you you kind of alluded to this too it's like you have to kind of come back to the the value structure in making a decision too as a mentor or a coach does this align with the values that you're trying to live out for the next foreseeable future you know, yeah whatever that may be
0: yeah um, yeah I, I took a quick look down at my notes <clears throat> you know um, one of the things too that uh, I don't want to make sure I don't miss um, see if this resonates with you Talon okay um, I get an idea in my head a quite Remember, it starts a decision starts with a question mm-hmm. so maybe the question is I see an opportunity in the marketplace. I I see something that maybe can be done that could be a good business model, right? Whatever that, a market, a service, there's something in the marketplace I'm seeing. There's a gap. That's what entrepreneurs do. They they say, hey, look, people are wanting this or needing this, it's not currently being provided, or maybe it's not being provided in the way that I see that it could be. Mm -hmm. And how can I fill that gap and then the public says, "Wow, I like that. I'm, I'll be willing to pay you for it." Right? That—that's all entrepreneurship is. Right. It, yeah. It's—it's uh, it's simple. Yeah. But so often we keep it up here, mm-hmm. the idea spinning, right? And then all of a sudden you go, "Ah, that's my idea." They're doing it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so one of the one of the practical things that that, and this is where you need help. I. If it weren't for my coach, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. Mm. She would not leave me alone. And she kept pushing me. And I know my I'm, I'm busy. I got a lot of stuff going on. And I just don't think I would have gotten around to this. Not because I don't want to do it. Not because I don't want to help people. I just, I had other things going on. Right, right. And so that, it's real important that we have people that help us. Because um, most of us need a little bit of help mm. to get the idea and the question out of our head and actually moving and in action and moving toward whatever that that question, whatever that decision is leading us to. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this is kind of a callback to the last episode, the little short that you had had done, our, our short cast, as we kind of called it. Yeah. Uh, you you were you were distinguishing the difference between. Uh, godly fear and ungodly fear. Oh yeah. And a lot of times, I know for me in particular, something that has kept me from making a decision is fear. Yeah. You know, the fear of the unknown, what yeah. what kind of outcome is gonna happen? What, yeah. what what kind of financial position is this gonna put me yeah. in? Um, and there's been a few times in the past that I look back and be like, okay, that by the grace of God, I didn't go down that road. And then a couple of times when I'm like, man, I, I could have, I could have made a profit. Yeah. I could have done that. So whenever it comes to this decision making, does, does you know, I don't like the term regret, yeah. you know, but ha- have there been any moments for you in particular where it's like, man, I-, I missed an opportunity? Oh, yeah. Or, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, um, but three years ago, I had a uh, a business I was buying, and, and, I mean, I teach this stuff. Mm. And there were some things that started popping up, and I, I got worried about it and and i backed out of it and you know I shouldn't have backed out of it so these things happen and you know it's not the end of the world but you know going back to the fear question um the way what i have seen in people's life and it, this is simplifying things quite a bit now again we're not talking about looking both ways before you cross the road right, right that, that's right. a healthy fear but fear boils down into Two main components the one the, the, the overriding fear initial fear that most of us have is what if i'm not enough mm. in, a, in in other words, what if I fail? what if i can't make this work what if i what if it financially wrecks my family what what and it's it's the, all the all of these boil into the bucket of what if i'm not enough yeah yeah but right? and then, what that what that then uh, jumps into is the second ultimate fear, which is, well, if I'm not enough, then I won't be loved. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that's the ultimate, yeah, you know that man, because i I love my family, I love my wife. I love you know, I love my friend that I'm a business partner with, and I don't want to let any of these people down what if I'm not enough and then what if I'm if I'm not enough will I still be loved yeah and so um fear's a fear's a, a real deal we have to all battle with it um and I'd like to say we can always overcome fear but yeah. um what I, what I will say most of the people I know um allow fe- fear to hold them back I don't I know a couple of people that are that are they seem almost fearless to me mm. Um, I don't understand that Mm. because I deal with fear at a certain level. Um, But the thing I know now after, whatever it is, 30 years of being in business, um, with God's grace, um, you can survive almost anything. Mm. You can get through it. Um, There's an old saying, it's never lack of resources. It's all—it's just a lack of resourcefulness. Wow. In other words, wow. um, one of the most common misconceptions in the business world is if I—if I had the money, I'd do it. Mm, yeah. The reality is there is limitless amounts of money in the world. Limitless. Yeah. Um, if you got a good enough idea, I mean, you know, if you've never heard of the story of Walt Disney or uh, the Colonel, whatever his name was with Kentucky Fried Chicken or countless other people that, um, Steve Jobs, I mean, all these people that just started with nothing and just were so stinking persistent. They just kept on and on and on that finally they got their breakthrough and they made it happen. Um, the difference between, uh, those type of people and most of us is, man, they just had a, a. a big idea and a big dream, and they just kept pursuing it. Mm. Um, and eventually, somebody will resource that dream. Yeah. So it's, uh, um, you know, I, I, uh, um, I, I had a life group years ago, a Bible study that was at my office. It was fairly early on in business, and we were really in a tight spot. I mean, th- business was not good, we were losing a lot of money, and uh, it was beginning to cause a lot of stress at home. Mm. And, um, uh, and payday was coming up, and payday was a scary time because I was always you know, fearful I wasn't going to have enough money to pay my people, and it was a real deal. Like, yeah. you know, can we make payroll? I mean, it was, yeah. real, it was a real scary situation, and I had this buddy of mine who um, was very successful in business, and he was at my Bible study, and, and I said, hey, can I talk to you after the Bible study? And he said, oh, yeah, sure, yeah. And so uh, I gave him a little short version of what's going on. I poured mm-hmm. my heart out to him. Yeah. And I expect him to like, give me a hug, pray with me. Yeah. You know, hey man, it's going to be okay, that kind of thing. Yeah. He literally pats me on the back. He goes, dude, you'll be okay. And he walks out the door. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go kill the guy. I yeah. wanted to strangle him right oh, there. my you go, goodness! you have no idea. I mean, you know, I'm, I can't even sleep at night. I mean, yeah. you're, you're flipping about this deal. guess what? Right. It's okay. Yeah, you made you it know. through. He's been through that enough times. And, and you know, it, it's the longer you walk with God... The more times you see god show up mm. his faithfulness um and i'm not suggesting being reckless or doing something right you know that you shouldn't do but god is faithful you continue to do the next right thing you're faithful you continue to make great decisions and um 55 going on 56 he, he hadn't let me down yet and yeah, uh, i absolutely. don't think he's going to yeah. and 19 businesses later too. 19 businesses later yeah right? yeah so, i mean that's a testimony in and of itself that's it's it's all it's all him. I'm yeah. telling you, because um, I didn't set out to have 19. Never dreamed I've had 19. Mm-hmm. Still don't even know don't even know how I quite got to 19. You know, <laughs> but we're here. Yeah, yeah, and it's it it's going. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, people love a, a good come up
1: story of going from one business, just like the story you told. Not sure how we're going to make payroll. to yeah. Now look look at what perseverance has led us to what faithfulness has led us to what standing on you know foundation of the gospel has led us to yeah i love that i yeah, love yeah. that yeah i don't think many young christian men are getting that kind of reality handed to them like hey look this this is possible you know yeah it has happened so anyways let's go on to point number two sure. on here i'd love to make it through all of these <laughs> what is one decision that you've made that has had a positive impact on your life?
0: Yeah. Well, listen, I know this is uh, 2717. Uh, the, the, the words underneath 2717 on our logo is Jesus, prosperity, and life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the example I'm going to use for this is, is a life example. It's not a business example. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife Pam and I uh, met 23 years ago and we married shortly after that. Um, we had both been married uh, previous, and, um, you know, but, but marriage, the, the, um, the covenant relationship of marriage, uh, marriage being a, a, a one-time event was both very important to us, and unfortunately, it didn't work out that way in our first marriages. Um, but we both were committed to doing marriage God's way, um, and that means, you know, we're going to get married one more time, and that's it. So, um, there's a biblical principle about marriage called the law of priority, mm. and we both knew it. Um, if you've never read um, uh, Jimmy Evans' book um, *Marriage on the Rock*, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a wonderful book. It, it'll, it'll help you understand the biblical role of marriage of men and women and how it works. But the law of priority is out of Genesis two twenty-five that says a man she'll leave his mother and father and will will cleave unto his wife and the two shall become one. And so this cleaving process that that is in Genesis 2.25 deals with priority. Mm. And prior to um, marriage, your relationship with your your parents, um, for most of us, are the most important relationship you have. Right. Well, that changes when you become married. And um, so when you're dealing in a blended family, it's, it, it has its own different nuances, and it. It, it sounds like you, you came out of the same situation. Yes, yes. Okay. So, you can relate to some of the things I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we were married, it was early on in the marriage, and um, we were having a pretty big challenge. And the challenge was, in our home, we had three girls and one boy. Two of the girls lived with us full time. and. Um, a son and a daughter uh, did the weekends and the the Wednesday nights and that kind of thing. That right. the back and forth deal. Right. So, in my mind of right, wrong, should and shouldn't, um, when the daughter and the son that were visiting came, the son would have because um, we we didn't have an unlimited bedroom home. We had limited bedrooms. Right. So the daughter that was gonna come stay for the weekend or a Wednesday night would stay with one of the other um, daughters of the home and the son would have a bedroom to himself. He was one of the older ones. And in my mind, it just made perfect sense. Right, yeah. And um, Pam didn't see it that way. She said, no, no, no. Um, the the girls living in the home should get get, should get preference. They're here full time. They shouldn't be made to share rooms and all that. As simple as this sound, it, we were, we were at a pretty big crossroads. Um, and so the only thing we could agree on at that moment was to trust um, an elder and a pastor at our church, Garvin McCarroll. And uh, um, so we made an appointment to see Garvin and uh, we sat down with him. And, you know, he, uh, he looked at me in the eyes and he said, um, I got a question for you. And I said, okay. Yeah. He said, um, are you committed to, to doing this God's way? I said, 100%. He said, are you committed to your marriage? I said, 100%. He said, okay, very good. Because he'd already heard our explanations, both sides right, of it. Right. And by the way, I was 100% convinced I was right. <laughs> so, well, you know how this is going to go. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, Garvin said, Merritt, you're wrong and Pam's right. Mm. Well, Garvin was the authority of my life. I was submitted to Garvin. Um, I knew Ephesians 5. Uh, Ephesians 5, a husband is to die to his wife as Christ died to the church, um, which means Christ gave his life, he gave everything. I mean, I I knew all the scriptures, right? Now I was at the crossroads. And what I honestly, with all my heart, felt like I was sacrificing my son, Mm. that I was betraying my son, that everything that I believed to be right for all the right reasons, um, and I believed it with all my heart. And I was at a crossroads. Am I going to do it God's way? Or am I going to take the offense? You know, I, I felt like Abraham and Isaac, right? Mm, yeah. Taking Isaac up on the hill.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and uh, not that extreme. Thank God, you know, right. we called to, to take my son's life. But but it was emotionally, it felt like that. Yeah. So, um, It took me a couple of days to process it. I wish I could say I just immediately submitted, but I took a couple of days to process. And uh, I told Pam, I said, I'm on board. Merritt will share a room with his sister when he's here, and the girls will have their own rooms and they won't be asked to share the room. And I did not trust the decision, I trusted God that's good i still believe that the decision was flawed but i knew i was honoring god and honoring his word and honoring the law of priority in in my marriage because see it's god first your marriage second then your children yeah then your family then your business your your friendships your church however that comes afterwards right and so here's what happened after that my wife with no leading on my part a couple down the road, which you know, live two houses down. We're doing a big remodel project at their house. She stopped by just say hi and um, we went to church with them. Yeah. And they said, Yeah, come come look what we're doing. We've got there's a lot of attic space in our house and we're we're finishing it out and we're making a bedroom for one of our kids. So Pam goes up and looks at it and she goes, Their house is basically like our house. <laughs> I bet we have the same attic space in our house. Yeah. So she never asked. She didn't even tell me. She had a contractor. That contractor come over to our house. He said, yeah, you actually have more room. Wow. He said, I can build a bedroom, a living room, and a full bathroom. Wow. So the way the story ends, and I believe because I trusted God, and instead of, you know, Making whatever crazy decision I might have made out of out of you know justice for my son right. and trusting God with the process, the end result was that same boy I was worried about having to share a bedroom, got his own bedroom, his own living room, and his own bath bathroom. Wow. And that boy loves, even though Pam is not his biological mom, mm-hmm. loves her with all of his heart. And But see, God can and will redeem all of that. Mm. The decision, because that's what this this podcast is about, is making decisions. In that moment, did I trust God or was I going to take up the offense for my son? And I'll just tell you, those are hard decisions to make. Yeah, absolutely. But, But see, I made the decision before. And Garvin, I'm so glad he asked me, do you trust God? Or are you going to follow His word, right? Yeah, yeah. Are you going to are you are you committed to your marriage? And because I was, but I had to walk that out, and I have never followed God's word and been faithful to what He's asked me to do, yeah. even when the circumstances seem like maybe there was a better way to do it yeah. or or a more right way. Put that in quotation marks to do right. it. That. Man, when I look back, I'm going, wow, God, thank you. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, he. it sounds like the Lord totally used that decision that you made to solidify his relationship with his stepmother, advance him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it built trust between you and your wife. Yeah. And everyone in the house felt safe, secure, prioritized. Yeah. You know, and if you almost... It, it makes me think if, if you weren't to have taken that advice from Garvin, right. none of that would have happened. No. Nope. How would the the dynamics be in the home after that? Yep. You know, how would there would there would, be a lack of trust, there there'd be a an overruling, uh, a dominating figure in the home, yep. kind of thing, you know. It
0: the whole story would have just taken a huge left turn. Yep. You know. God, and, and and you think about it, Talon. Um, as we sit down with our adult children now, because mm-hmm. every one of these children now are are married. Um, everybody but but uh, our son Merritt has children, um, and we sit around when we're on on have family time together, and we talk about these old stories. Yeah. But Pam and I can can point to and say, if you if you kids remember what was going on, because they were young. Yeah. So we have to kind of remind them and kind of go through the stories. But we stood on God's word. We were faithful to God's word and he showed up and he redeemed it. And, and what what was the the result was so far better than anything we could have imagined Yeah, because we made the decision to trust the Lord yeah. and trust the process. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, you know, you see people that, um, I mean, I've, I've seen couples Get divorced over things like that. And mm. I've seen, you know, families get wrecked. And to your point, you know, if if the if the legacy moving forward is, we'll trust God, but not if you're not if you're messing with one of my kids. Right. We'll, we'll trust God, but you know, I just had lunch with a guy, and uh, he he used to be a youth pastor. Mm. First time in his life, he's tithing for three weeks in a row. Wow. And you know. And, but that's not that unusual of a story. I'll trust God with everything, but... Don't you know, touch like my money. These yeah. were even his words. He said, you know, um, I just figured God understood. We were pretty tight with money. Well, God is compassionate. Yeah. But, you know, the tithe is returning it back to him. Right. You right. know, and, and so, um, you know, trust God. Yeah. If you make a decision today to trust God with everything and... Not in a legalistic way, but as best you can, as faithfully as you possibly can, to just follow what he's called you to do. And if you're confused, get wise counsel, get pastors, get people involved in your life, get elders, and 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 help them. Let them help you unpack that, so that you continue down. And sometimes it's that question, right? Well, maybe you're not asking the right question. Or let's look at this a little bit different way. Right. Um, one of my mentors that. Uh, you know, um, gave me an illustration a couple, two or three years back that was mind-boggling, but it was spot-on, and it was so—it was a complete 180 from how I was looking at the situation. Mm. As soon as he showed it to me in a different perspective, I was like, "I don't know how I didn't see that." Wow. Yeah. I don't know why I was struggling with that because mm. it seems so obvious. But that's usually what a mentor does. Is right. They, they help you see the obvious. You just can't see it for whatever reason right. and then once i see the obvious once i see the truth well the decisions become right yeah, yeah. you know the decisions that need to be made you know as a, as we wrap up this call um there's a lot of great things that we covered but um maybe i'll run through just a few of them to make the decisions that are going to lead you down the path that you want to go faith is going to be required you got to choose what what you believe right I believe that Jesus is the way you have to decide that for yourself you're gonna need to gather information to make great great decisions you need to seek wise counsel you have to count the cost you're gonna have to examine your priorities you need to pray in my opinion you sure need to pray I always make sure Pam is in agreement before I move forward I wait on God's peace um, peace does not mean that all fear is gone. Peace means that I just know I, I feel God's peace. God's in it, and and look, when God's in it, the evidence of His hand is all in it. Like you, there, there's no denying it, right? You'll know when God's in it. Um, and if you're struggling with what I'm telling you, reach out to somebody that the pastor, or somebody, and he can help walk you through this. But remember, when you make that decision. God said, yes, your wife is on the same page Your your husband, what I mean, it's all lined up. Move, move now. Okay. Don't sit on it. Don't procrastinate and don't look back, right? Don't look back, move forward. Most of us are a, uh, an important or pivotal decision away from the blessing, the, the, the opportunity, the thing that God's put on your heart. So I hope today has helped you. I hope today, I uh, hope that my buddy Tal and I, I hope we've uh, we've shared some stories with you that help you along the way, but um, making faithful decisions, always doing it, um, uh, I believe with uh, with with the faith of Jesus guiding you along the way. Uh, it's just a big part of living the life uh, that God's called you to live and, and really living the abundant, blessed life that we all wanna live. So, hey, that's it. Um, Again, thank you for tuning in to 2717. We look forward to seeing you next time. God bless.